as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces, gave it to the disciples, saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Our hearts are open to you, Lord, right now in these moments. Thank you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for the cross. We're here to celebrate today the amazing, amazing salvation that you have attained for each of us, and we worship you. In these moments, Lord, let this word just drop into our hearts afresh. We're so ready, Lord. Holy Spirit, open to our understanding these truths upon which we are built, and we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Wow, come on, he's worthy today. He's so worthy. On the night that Jesus was betrayed just hours before his passion and crucifixion, one of the most well-known events in human history is about to transpire at a table. One of the most well-known events in human history, is about to transpire at a table in the upper room. In fact, all of the history of humankind builds to or builds on the hours which start at this table and end in an empty tomb three days later. I want you to hear this. All of the history of humankind It either builds to or it builds on the hours which start at this table and end in an empty tomb three days later. Aren't you glad the tomb is empty today, everybody? Truth is, all of Jesus' life takes meaning in this event. All of Jesus' life, it takes meaning in this event. An event, a moment that is so important, it demanded a memorial. As the disciples sat together in the upper room, actually they were reclining, which was the common method or way of of dining or sharing a meal in those days. They were reclining at the table. The table wasn't very high. It was actually just just about this height or so, and the disciples were reclining under it. 
Jesus took bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. Then he gave to each of them saying, take and eat for this is my body. He then gave thanks and he offered the cup saying, this cup is my blood which seals the covenant between God and his people. It's being poured out to forgive the sins of many. Knowing what Jesus would accomplish through his sacrifice, he instituted communion as his memorial. This do in remembrance of me. He instituted communion, knowing what he would accomplish by going to the cross. The plan of the ages about to be fulfilled. He instituted this coming together as his memorial. And his loving instruction is that we are to remember him as we receive the table of the Lord. We're to set our hearts and our minds on him and remember him. It's his memorial as we approach and come to the table of the Lord. This is his instruction. This is how he instructed us. And whenever we partake with this understanding, then according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 26, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Today I want to conclude what we began last Sunday, discovering the meaning of communion. Discovering the meaning of communion. So often we find that communion can become so traditional, it's something that we don't fully perhaps grasp its meaning or we have in the past laid hold of the meaning, but somehow it, it just eludes us or slips away from us. And last week in our time of sharing the word, we began discovering what communion means by looking at the bread, looking at the bread. And that took us to our first discovery, and that is the discovery of the symbolism, discovering the symbolism which which Christ employed. As in the upper room, he took these elements, beginning with the bread, and the bread which Christ broke represents or is symbolic of his body that was broken for us. This is the first discovery we need to understand, we need to make when we approach the table of the Lord to really grasp its meaning. It's representative of the, it represents the body that was broken. And then we also realize that to lay hold of the meaning of communion, we must discover the necessity of examining ourselves prior to receiving the table of the Lord. And we've been, we've been doing so, I trust, this past week and readying our hearts and readying our minds getting ourselves prepared for this time. And this is what we are to do each time we come and approach the table of the Lord. We have examined our hearts. We've 
we, we have allowed the Holy Spirit to carry out an intense search confirming that we are walking in fellowship with the Lord Jesus and that we are living in obedience to Christ. This is so vitally important and necessary. And in this way, if we do so, we will not receive the table of the Lord unworthily. Unworthily. But we have prepared our hearts and it's not just something that we flippantly that we flippantly do, but we have allowed an intense search to take place. We've come in line. We've aligned ourselves. In the next few moments, let us focus on the cup. On the cup. Jesus took a cup, the cup, and what followed is so vital and so important to our understanding and We're going to make our third discovery of the meaning of communion by understanding the cup, discovering that the blood of Jesus, our third discovery is that the blood of Jesus is God's greatest expression of his love toward us. The blood of Jesus is God's greatest expression of his love toward us. We are taught in the Old Testament that the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. And the greatest discovery or one of the most amazing discoveries we can make is that the blood of Jesus is God's greatest expression. Aren't you glad you're loved today? Come on, loved beyond a a love we can even fathom, a love we can can hardly uh, really grasp. From Genesis to Revelations, the words, the blood, are kept before our eyes. From Genesis to Revelation, the words, the blood, are kept before our eyes. A reminder of its importance and its significance both to God and to us. From Genesis to Revelation, The words, the blood, are found. So significant, so impactful, so powerful. The life, as I said, being in the blood. The sacrifices of Abel, the sacrifices of Noah and Isaac, the Passover lamb, as well as the giving of the law. These all came to pass, but Hebrews chapter 9 verse 7 says, but not without blood. The high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins, committed in ignorance. All sacrifices in the Old Testament right through where where, where we have have these words, the blood, we see the blood all came to pass, but not without blood. This blood symbolizes cleansing. The blood symbolizes cleansing purification and very importantly the blood is symbolizes ratification or it confirms approves it formally sanctions a covenant without the shedding of blood there is no remission there is no forgiveness of sin so there has to be blood the blood symbolizes cleansing and purification and 
It's so important that we understand by the blood, the covenant is confirmed. The, the covenant is approved and formally sanctioned. Now notice something most important here. At the Last Supper, Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus did not merely say, this cup is my blood. Now we need to make this discovery today because herein lies the amazing love of God. His love is so great, desiring to make covenant with us, His people, making us His people rather. Jesus did not merely say, this cup is my blood. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Our text says it this way, for this is my blood which confirms, ratifies, confirms, seals, approves, formally sanctions the covenant between God and His people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. What is Jesus telling us to remember when we receive the cup during communion, we are to remember that it is only through the blood of Jesus that we are able to enter into a covenant relationship with God. It is only by the blood of Jesus that we are able, those of us who were far off are brought nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ because of God's great love for he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who came and shed his blood in order that you and I might become sons and daughters of God. And that's worth celebrating, church. That's worth celebrating right there. No other blood. There's no other blood. And so that cup represents... As we receive it, it represents that amazing, amazing sacrifice and opening the way for us to enter into relationship with God. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is what cleanses us from sin, granting us forgiveness that is available through the new covenant. Hebrews 9, 14, how much more? Will the blood of Christ, who being without sin, made an offering of himself to God through the Holy Spirit, make your hearts clean from dead works to be servants of the living God? So when we receive the cup, we remember the immense love of God demonstrated by Christ pouring out his precious blood to bring about the forgiveness of our sins and that's what gives us life through him. That's what gives us hope. That's what gives us joy through him. The blood of Christ recalls our state of being dead to God in our sins and how he made us alive as we sang earlier. He made us alive through him. Therefore, we are remembering that we have come from. We're remembering where we have come from. We're remembering how far God has brought us and where God has placed us. We're part of his family. We're part of his body. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we need to celebrate that and give him the glory. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. 
Listen to this amazing passage. Remember that at one time, come on, let's read this together. Remember that at one time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now, come on, shout it out. But now, one more time. In Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Jesus. With the bread, we remember what Jesus did for us. With the cup, we remember the changed relationship we have with God and the covenant to which we are now bound. With the bread, we remember what Jesus did for us. We remember the sufferings. We remember the body that was broken. That bread, as Jesus took it and broke it, symbolizes or represents that body, his body, that was to be broken on the cross, even prior to beaten before uh, he went to the cross, and then on the cross broken for us. And then when we take the cup, we remember the changed relationship. We remember the great love of God. So great was the love that he sent his only begotten son, and therefore we stand celebrating this changed relationship that we who were once far away have been brought near, have been brought into his family. We are now his people. Today we partake of the bread, and as we do, we are declaring that Jesus' divine life flows in our mortal bodies. And when we partake of the cup, we are declaring that we're forgiven and that we have been made righteous and that we are in right standing with God by the power of that blood. Hallelujah. Jesus' blood gives us right standing before God and we can therefore go boldly According to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, we can go boldly into the presence of God by a new and living way. That blood of Jesus opens up for us to go into and move into His very presence. And when we pray, we can be sure, we can be sure that God hears us. Aren't we blessed? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, I think it's worthy right now of giving Him glory and praise. Come on, let's give thanks.